Welcome to the New Gen Podcast, designed by First Gens for First Gens, where we invite discussion to better educate the public about what life is like as first generation students and share our experiences as a way to connect with other individuals. So today we're joined by Christian Hall. He is currently completing his undergrad in hospitality management while also serving in the National Guard. Um, Christian is a member of ROTC at UNLV. And today we just wanted to hear about his experience as a first-gen student um, while also serving in the military, of course. I'm sure that both of those parts of your identity, Chris, have interweaved quite a lot in the last couple of years. And you probably learned some things that might be helpful for those out there considering, you know, a similar route as yours. So without further ado, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself, maybe what you're majoring in, what your plans are, how many years you've been in the military, and what you plan to do after college. Thank you very much, David. Uh, my name, Like you said, my name is Christian Hall. I'm in my last semester at UNLV getting my uh, bachelor's degree. I've been in the National Guard for just over five years now, going on six. Uh, I've been in ROTC for three and a half years now, about to finish my fourth year. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to know about me now. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And today we're also joined by Evelyn. Um, Want to say hi to the people, Evelyn? Hi, my name is Evelyn. Uh, I'm a peer research coach. Um, joining Chris and David in this uh, discussion about uh, Chris's experience in the military and as a student at UNLV. So in the past, Christian, uh, you and I have talked a little bit about, you know, your situation as first gen. We went to high school together, you know, so we kind of go way back. And I remember you mentioning to me that uh, your parents went to college, but never finished, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So um, in my family, pretty much like my main family, most people have tried some form of college, whether that was like community college, uh, getting a trade, uh, things of that nature. And the only one who ever finished some sort of a degree was my grandfather. He got his associates in criminal justice and he had started uh, going for his bachelor's at UNLV, but he never got to finish it. So I definitely would be not the first to go to college, but the first to finish a full four years and get that bachelor's degree. So it is an exciting thing. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's good to hear that you're going to be the first to get uh, your bachelor's like so many of us. And I know it can be a little nerve wracking, you know, having to be the first one to go through all the way. And especially in your case, like not only being the first but also having the military career at the same time you know it's it's for sure a lot to balance so the reason why um we want to start off talking about being first gen and your parents not completely i mean your grandfather uh, not completely finishing college is because this is something that we've discussed before on this podcast uh kind of the definition of first gen and how it it kind of varies um there's not like one set definition um, most people think that first gen means that they're the first to attend college. But in reality, the definition of the term is quite flexible, right? For example, in your case, uh, you are still considered first gen because you're the first in your family to finish your bachelor's degree, you know? So uh, definitely this definition is, um, it varies and it it's an umbrella term that applies to a lot of us. Um, 
I just thought it's important to share and establish that your perspectives and experiences definitely fall under the first-gen umbrella. So, Chris, why did you decide to join the military, and specifically the National Guard? So, back in high school, everyone's graduating and, you know, picking where they're going to go to school, and a lot of people were enlisting because I was also in JROTC. And so I was really torn between whether or not I wanted to be in the military, but I also knew that um, I wanted to go to college and be the first to get that four-year degree. And it was something my parents really wanted for me too. And so one day while I was in class, we had a recruiter from the National Guard. She came to our class and she basically told us about the National Guard. And I didn't know anything about it, but basically she was telling us like, you could be in the military, which is essentially like part-time military. And then you could also uh, pursue your four-year degree. So while you're doing both at the same time. So that definitely appealed to me um, in that fashion. And so I was just like, you know what? I can't decide between military or college. Why not do both at the same time? And also the recruiter, she was telling us about how basically you get that 100% free tuition cover if you're in the Nevada National Guard. This doesn't necessarily apply to um, all guardsmen across the country, but having my school paid for completely while serving in the military was mainly the reason I joined. Nice, nice. Do you think that that's one of the main reasons people uh, decide to join the military, like right after high school? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that um, people, the military provides like an instant career. And, you know, in the regular world where you work like, you know, you're nine to five, you usually start at a lower level. And sometimes it's hard to even get a job and get your foot in the door where the military is like, it's instantly a career for you. And if you excel and you're a hard worker, you know, that'll definitely appeal to you because you can move up the ranks fast and, you know, really have a good life for yourself straight out of high school. So also the added benefit of, you know, getting your degree paid for, I think is a lot of the reason, if not most of the reason, people join the National Guard specifically. That's really interesting because, uh, like you said, you're you're part-time in the military, part-time in school. So you're really fulfilling, like, two things at the same time you know you're, you're able to start working and kind of beginning a career in which you can even move up in the military but also uh you're finishing you're getting your your school you're getting your education so that's very interesting and it definitely is a selling point and it's a great opportunity that is opened up through uh joining the military right i was curious chris like what other opportunities have opened up for you since joining the military aside from, you know, having this 100% coverage of your tuition? Has there been any other like major benefits that, you know, have set you up for a better future? I know you mentioned that it's like a guaranteed career as well, but has there been anything else sort of that you didn't expect maybe? Yeah, I'll say uh, being someone who was born and raised in Vegas, um, uh, the National Guard being a state bound uh, part of the military, it helps you establish like certain connections with the community. So one thing I did not expect when I joined the National Guard was all the relationships that I would build with like certain organizations. Uh, We have organizations that help people get regular jobs like Work for Warriors and Rebel Vets. Uh, They help military people get jobs, whether you're in right now or you're uh, military retired. Um, Just having those relationships with the community, like people definitely 
you know, most people still have that respect for soldiers. And so they want to help you get a career. And a lot of those doors kind of opened up for me, whether you use them or not is really up to you. But um, I would also say like, there's a lot of financial incentive and gain from being in the National Guard. So we talked about the tuition coverage, but there's also things like the GI Bill, which is like a monthly stipend for yourself. Um, there's a VA loan, which after a few uh, a certain amount of time in the service, you could get like a, a loan to get a home. And, you know, that's definitely one of the benefits of joining. Yeah, I didn't even know about that, to be honest. I'm not very familiar with like, uh, you know, like the GI Bill and things like that. Um, but that's like Evelyn said earlier, like some of these are like great selling points. And I don't want to make it seem like, you know, they're selling you this, but. I mean, at the end of the day, they are, but it's it's really like beneficial to have all these opportunities. So like, I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I'm sure that there's a ton of people, a ton of first gen high schoolers right now who are considering, you know, joining the military for these same benefits, but are also in the same situation as you where they also want to go through and get their bachelor's. So I think hearing the experience of someone who's currently going through it and at the back end almost you know, getting ready to wrap up uh, the bachelors, you know, right. it's it's helpful to hear all this information um, because, you know, like for myself, I never had the interest in it in joining the military. So I didn't hear about all this. But who knows? Maybe if I know about this stuff back in my senior year of high school, things would have been way different, you know, so. Yeah, it seems like the um, joining National Guard, it seems like it really sets you up for success. Um, and that's. I think very reassuring to know that this kind of program and this kind of um, route exists for students. Um, because, for example, uh, the, a, a reason why I considered the military um, in high school was because I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, like I was still trying to figure out um, what kind of what I wanted to study and what where I saw myself career wise. And so I think the military is such a great way to learn <laughs> about like your strengths, your skills, and it gives you that flexibility to be able to make up your mind about what you want to do without having wasted time. You know what I mean? Like you're you're still making moves, you're still progressing, but you have uh, that peace of mind where you can kind of still decide, right? Like I'm, I'm guessing that's something that, that you have the flexibility of doing is that, yeah, you're in the military. Yeah, you're in school, but you also have that reassurance that like I can just I can still decide what I want to do. And, and you are kind of venturing into what you're good at through what you do in the military. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's definitely the biggest difference between uh, being in the National Guard and active duty. It's like when you're active duty, the military is your life 24 seven. That's all you have to worry about. When you're in the National Guard and you're going to college like me, there's many opportunities to do different things. For example, like there are people in the National Guard who did not finish college, but they did get a full time job in the National Guard because not all of us work part time. Some of us work, you know, a regular nine to five for the National Guard. Um, there's also people who go on to do other things such as like ROTC, like myself, where instead of just being a regular um, enlisted soldier, if you want to really further your career, which is what appealed to me, you can do ROTC, you can graduate in four or five years or however long it takes. And then eventually you'll be an officer in the National Guard or you can transfer over to active duty. So there's definitely 
different routes and avenues that uh, all the soldiers take. And, you know, it's like any other thing. As much effort you put into the National Guard in your military career and uh, make a decision on what you want to do, the output is, you know, based off your efforts. Awesome, man. That's cool that you can uh, set yourself up for a higher position like that by joining things like ROTC and sorts. I never understood like what ROTC was exactly at UNLV. Um, so maybe could you like explain that to us that don't know about it? Just- Absolutely, yeah. So ROTC stands for Reserve Officer Training Corps. Basically, in the military, you have two, you have mainly two career paths. You have enlisted and you have your, uh, you have your officer side. So your enlisted includes like privates and sergeants and first sergeants and things of that nature. And then officers, you have your lieutenants, your captains, your commanders that, you know, they're like the more of the pencil pushing side. So when you join ROTC, your goal is to commission and become an officer in the army. And uh, by the time you graduate and you commission, you can choose to either go National Guard, uh, Reserve, or you can go full time active duty. So you're training to be an officer. You're training to lead a platoon of, I would say, around like 30 people. And a lot of times, those people that you're leading, they they tend to be older than you. You know, you might be a 24-year-old kid who just got his degree, and you're expected to be in charge of people who might be 30-plus years old who've been in the military for 10 years or more, and you have to lead them. And so that's basically what ROTC is preparing you for. It's to be a leader in the military. And that sounds scary. I mean, <laughs> I've had to lead, you know, a group of maybe four or five people or even like group projects, you know, you find yourself taking lead, but 30 people, I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> that's great that you're getting that experience now, though, you know. Um, and one thing I was curious about as well, you know, in this conversation, we mentioned a lot of the positives of this route of being in the National Guard and, you know, doing your bachelor's. But are there any cons or downsides to it? Maybe like the not so easy parts of going through this process? Yeah, so one thing I wanna talk about is when people join the National Guard, uh, they specifically the Nevada National Guard, they hear 100% tuition coverage. Technically, what the National Guard does is they pay for your registration fee. So anyone who goes to college, you guys know that when you see like your account summary, it has your registration fees, which is basically the money you pay for taking the classes. And then you have all the other like services fees, like the library, the gym and stuff like that. The National Guard will definitely waive that registration fee, which is like 95% of the money you pay. The rest of the fees are covered by you. So, but the National Guard providing like your monthly stipend, same with ROTC, they provide like a monthly stipend and uh, that can help you cover some of the service fees. So that's one of the things that I feel most soldiers don't know about when they join is that they're still gonna have to pay for some of it. It's just not necessarily the tuition. So another challenge I find is that um, a lot of us are, well, most of us are part-time. So you definitely have to still work a regular job to, if you're living on your own, things like that. I've been fortunate enough to live at home, so I really don't have to pay like many bills that don't apply to like my phone or my car. So getting jobs is one of the challenges and balancing that with your um, school schedule is definitely one of the challenges I found. Um, as far as ROTC, the same thing goes like 
Some of us are National Guard and ROTC, so you have like dual duty. You're reporting to a lot of different people, so you have to make sure that you're on your P's and Q's about how well you perform, as well as working a regular job and taking 16 credits a semester, you know. So it's definitely uh, a lot of work-life balance that you have to, you know, be on your toes about. I would say those are the biggest challenges. And I want to follow up and ask, what are some ways that you stay organized? What are some what are some things that you do to balance and handle, you know, being in school, being in the military and also even like for some having to also work, work a, a part time job? What are some maybe tips that you would give for someone who is considering having to do all of these things at the same time? Uh, I would say I'm heavy in the organization, so it comes a little more natural to me. But someone who might not be so good at balancing things, I would say definitely like create a schedule every um, semester, like write out all your classes and then write out all the dates you have to report for the guard or ROTC. So that way you never forget like where you're supposed to be at the right time. You know, that's that's like half the battle right there. Um, I would also say like don't. Uh, don't wait till the last minute to register for classes. Definitely, like, um, milit- some military people get priority for the start of the semesters, kind of like how seniors do. So definitely don't wait to the last semester, um, uh, the last minute to apply for the classes that you need to take for the semester. So organize, plan, write it out. And I would definitely say, like, keeping constant contact with uh, your advisors or your counselors so that you're making sure that you're always taking the right classes to um, graduate at the time you want to. Uh, There's been times where I've had to retake classes and stuff like that, and that hasn't put a hold on my four-year course degree because I've been able to take summer classes and things like that. But I would say that um, I lost my train of thought. Um, I I would say that, um, like... If you if you know the classes that you need to take, you'll graduate on time, basically. Like, just make sure you always know. Yeah, so you definitely have to be on top of it, right? You have to be on top of the calendar and the dates. And it, it, it looks like it really trains you, right, for the real world and uh, the, the real work, um, adult life, uh, being organized and staying on top of it. And that's a really good skill. Like, time management skills are definitely really important um, to gain as a student uh, than then you can use it when you're an adult. Um, so this is kind of a bit of a difficult question. Um, and feel free to take your time answering. But I think it's really important for listeners uh, to hear your your um, your answer to this. What do you bring to the table as a first gen? Um, I would say being like a first gen college student and being in the military, I have an extremely like unique perspective on basically like I don't want to say how the world works because that kind of sounds pretentious, but basically like how to interact with people. So I think uh, like our country is in a very unique state where like there's a very like bold line of like, you know, which side you need to be on. Are you liberal? Are you conservative? You know, like what are your views? What are your values and things of that nature? And so being in the military, I definitely have a lot of conversations with people who tend to lean more conservative and you know, their way of life is more, you know, if you work hard, you'll get what you want, you know, eventually. And being a college student, also being a a minority college student, I have a lot of conversations with people who are more, you know, liberal views where they're like, you know, if you have a government that takes care of its people, you're more than likely to become a a good 
citizen who contributes to its society. So I feel like I'm able to listen to kind of both sides of the playing field and make very like good informed opinions on like basically like how we as a society should be moving forward and also how we should be interacting with people. So I think that's pretty much what I bring to the table. Like I'm a very understanding person because of that, because I know so much about so many different kinds of people, you know? Yeah, that's actually a really, that was great because it's true. Like uh, you, you're, you're involved in so many differing, differing things and you're dealing with different people on opposite sides of like the spectrum almost, or like the, yeah, radar. I don't know what the right term spectrum, but um, so you're really like, you're, you have to listen to everyone and uh, you te- you're you're open minded and in that way, uh, overall you're able to come up with like you said like these conclusions and these um, these conclusions because you've heard both sides. That's actually really interesting, and it's it's definitely something that's unique to you personally, right? You as a first gen and everything that you've experienced. Yeah, I think what's interesting about it as well is like you know. Most of us that just went to college right after high school, well, depending on your situation, but, you know, in higher ed, you usually tend to hear more left-sided, like, liberal conversations going on because, you know, college communities always try to move towards, you know, progressive, the progressive nature of society, hence, like, why you hear more things about social awareness and stuff, uh, which is, you know, really good. But I think, you know, when you only hear that one side, sometimes it can be difficult, like you said, to, you know, really understand where the other side is coming from, which is like a fundamental thing to understand, I feel. Um, In order to, you know, I don't know, I guess, find some sort of balance, not that you have to find a balance between both both sides, but I think it's important at the end of the day to just kind of see why certain people think a certain way. Um, and, you know, kind of learn about their human experience and why they act the way they do think the way they do. Uh, it's just, you know, more life to learn from, if that makes sense. But yeah, dude, that's an awesome response. And I think that really is like a unique thing that you bring to the table as, as a first gen student. So thank you for tackling that question. I know it's not always the easiest one to answer. I mean, I don't know what I would personally answer right now if I was asked that question on the spot. Uh, (laughs) But um, I know we're getting near to uh, our time. I don't want to hold you for too long. So is there any like last piece of advice you would give to someone in high school, someone that, you know, is in a similar situation as you um, and is considering going down this route that you did? Yeah, I would say um, for people who are contemplating military or college or just going straight to work, uh, if you love the military, if you love that structure, that um, organization, you know, its overall mission, then I would say just straight up, like, join the military. Like, Join it, experience it for yourself, and whether or not you like it is up to you, and you'll continue or get out. But if you love the military, I recommend just joining straight up and then possibly, you know, pursuing your uh, college degree in the future because the military will give you those opportunities, even if you just join uh, right out of high school. And for those of people who are like me who aren't really sure if they want to fully commit to the military, 
I think that um, ROTC is definitely a great way to go because you can you can kind of do both at the same time. Or if you want, just go get that degree and then join the military later, and it will provide you different opportunities like officer candidate school. Um, you'll probably see like a pay raise uh, w- once you first join. You'll have that uh, maturity level that a lot of soldiers don't have. So just think about what your priorities are and then make a decision based off of that. That's all the advice I think I could give. I'm sure someone out there is going to find that helpful. <laughs> Hope so. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thank you a lot, Chris. You know, coming on to this and sharing your experience means a lot. You know, I've known you for a lot of years, so hearing this, you know, was kind of uh, refreshing because, you know, there were a lot of these these things that I, I didn't even ask you when, you know, we talked as friends before. So mm-hmm. it's cool to hear all of this. And, you know, I'm sure people out there will appreciate you hearing your perspective as well. Yeah, I learned a lot. It's like a one-stop shop where you're gaining so much experience, so much training and education all because of this opportunity. Like that's something that, that's kind of the takeaway that I have from this podcast is that like, you're kind of doing an internship. You're you're also like being educated. You're also training. You're also being um, built to be the best version of yourself. It's so interesting. I I really appreciate um, hearing it from like someone who's doing it <laughs> um, as a as a student because of course I I you know sometimes would get reached out by recruiters, but to hear it from one's own experience um, as someone that I can relate to definitely is different is different than hearing it from just someone who um is just trying to get me to join without being relatable so right it was very informal thank you so much uh thank you too for having me this was a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad thank you everyone for tuning in and giving up some of your time to listen to our conversation today if you enjoyed a part of our conversation, which I hope you you know enjoyed at least a little bit, feel free to share it with your pals who might be interested. And as always, you can reach us at unlvnewgenpodcast at gmail.com. And before we go, I also wanted to take this opportunity to, to plug Christian's website. He has a website where he puts out awesome content. So aside from handling all his responsibilities, he has time to put out creative works. Do you want to plug it, Christian? Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> that caught me off guard. But uh, the, the website is thoughtfuldimensionsmedia.squarespace.com. It's just a website for people to share their art, uh, music, poetry, things like that. So, yeah, check it out. Again, it's thoughtfuldimensionsmedia.squarespace.com. Uh, cool, cool. Well, thank you, everyone.